Welcome to Give Me the Tip Podcast. Amanda and Nira here, and it's podcast time. Proclaimed by the Upper Kirby community as number one podcast to listen to while sipping martinis. Southside, Edo, Fifth Ward, Hillcroft voted best interracial podcast. Critically acclaimed best podcast on a green couch. River Oaks District names them queens on stripping down life. Galleria Herald, number one show discussing life while drinking vodka. Loving life, stripping layers, giving the tip. Welcome to the house of Amanda and Nira. Entrepreneurs, philanthropists, mothers, and fuckers. Mm, just take the tip. Just take the tip. I love the fact that Miss Burbano is in the fucking studio. Yeah, Mega 101, Cindy Burbano in the house. She sit here, counts us down, very professional. Five, four, three, (laughs) two, yeah, baby. She's like, let's go, bitches. We've only been here for, what, two hours now? Right. Drinking and eating. Talking. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what we we do. We have to prep. We got to catch up. Did we say it's also 7 (laughs) a.m.? Ish. <laughs> Ish. No, well, we're super excited. Cindy's one of our very best friends. We absolutely love her. We only get to see her like, what, once every two months or something? You know, it which gets, we need it, to change that. It gets a little busy. We need to change that. It gets a little busy. Yes. But she is the co-host of the Mega 101 Morning Show, which is the number one Spanish pop station and the number two station in Houston. General market. Which yes, General baby. That's you know flipping amazing. Amazing. Flipping. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. Did I say that? Yes. Well, it's the margarita. <laughs> Thank Going you. the opposite direction. I'm trying to be on my best behavior because, you know, Cindy's so like in media. freaking proud of you. Thank so you. proud of you. Thank you. No, it's such an honor to be here with both of y'all, not only because you're my like besties, but because I know that we're here to empower women here to talk about what's real, what's raw, what's happening and, you know, show the success that women can have in different areas and, and cultures. So I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Which I think is really cool. So you were born in Venezuela. Yes. Your parents are from Ecuador. Correct. And, and is that where you, you grew up in multiple different countries? Yes. Correct. Yes. So I, I come from an oil and gas background. Many people out there that, that know oil and gas know that every couple of years, you know, you're kind of, you're like nomadic. You, you go to different places according to where the company sends you. I, I happen to be, I'm the youngest of three. So my brother was born in Ecuador my sister was born here in the States when my dad was working here in, in an American company. And then they transferred us to Venezuela, where is where I happened to be born. We went from Venezuela to Brazil, Brazil to Ecuador. And then my dad left. Uh, he was the GM of Exxon for South America. And he left the company at the time when they were going to send us over to Saudi Arabia. And he and my mom, the story goes, you know, as they tell me, is that, you know, that my dad was concerned, you know, it's a... It, it's a Arabic country with different types of uh, laws and things that go on with women, especially with you, women. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, he's got a, his wife and then he's got two, two females, daughters. two mm-hmm. daughters and a son. And even though we were going to be 
go into this American compound and the people out there in the, you know, oil and gas industry know the American compound in, in Saudi Arabia, which is also very free because it's one of the little areas. It's, it's almost like a small city mm-hmm. where women do are, are allowed to drive, mm-hmm. but the rest of the country you're not. Isn't mm-hmm. that how Noreen grew yes, up? Yeah, correct. she actually yeah. grew up. She spent Same way. Yeah, in Saudi. Oh, well, they lived, in the, yeah. they lived on the compound. On the compound. Yeah. Right. So that's where we were supposed to go. And then my dad and my mom had this conversation about like, what do you do? And this is coming from like major corporations where, you know, they pay for your school, they pay for mm-hmm. your vacations, they pay for everything. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's living the life and you're making good money. Right. You know, but at that point, my dad felt like he needed to sacrifice that for his family. So he and my mom end up leaving the company and my dad starts in a, a chemical company, which through, you know, I remember I was, I was young, I was eight, nine years old. And my parents even having the conversation at one point where, you know, we went, cause we always were like the kids that went to that private school mm-hmm. and the American international schools and that kind of thing, uh, where they were, they were debating in this, you know, maybe we need to, you know, put a, a lien on the house to get some money and then maybe take them out of the school so we can start our own company kind of thing. Okay. So my dad starts this uh, chemical company, which was very small at the time. He had his contacts, he had his people. It ended up growing to being actually this day, my uncle runs the company. It's called Petrochem and, and um, it's one of the biggest privately owned oil companies. That's amazing. In, in That's South so America. Cool. But, yeah. but I remember the, the, the struggles. The journey. The, the, the journey, journey yeah. of, of that and, and you as a child not really kind of getting it but seeing that, you know, parents were struggling and maybe right. we can't eat this or we can't buy that. We can't go on vacation. But, you know, it was kind of like putting that moment. Um, but But if one thing that I learned from that whole experience looking back you know, today is that my dad fought for his dream. He always thought that we were able to be and do anything that we wanted to do and everything was, was worth it and that we were able to do it as long as we had that discipline, that love for it, that passion, and we didn't give up. So Which what, is do you consider your dad an idol for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that was my, he still is that person that I look up to and that I, I always in the back of my mind wanted to, to make proud. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You have a lot of respect for him and, and what he did for the family. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You know, and I ended up, we ended up in Ecuador where, where I'm from, where my family's from, you know, growing up with the grandparents and the uncles and the aunts and the cousins and all that. And then I ended up coming to, to Massachusetts to go to, to university and were uh, you supposed to go, you, I mean, were you expected to kind of be in the family business? Yes. That, that I was always groomed to be oil and gas. That's all I knew, you know, from the youngest age. And look was, at you now, boo-boo. Uh, completely different. <laughs> I, a different, a, I wouldn't different call that completely di- different. I'd be like, that's a fucking new world for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I awesome. mean, and after, you know, I went to school, I got all my degrees. I have three business degrees. I, you know, I was I'm very highly educated. That was what was expected. You know, I end up coming, my dad sells half of the company, gives the other half to my uncle, ends up moving to Houston because Houston's oil and gas, of right, course. Right. And that was kind of like what he was consulting. He was kind of doing his thing. He was retired at a, at a young age. Um, and I, I come here, I start working oil and gas and I meet, um, the, the agent to, they take me to an improv, a friend takes me to an improv and says, um, I'm going to introduce you to Charlie Murphy, you know, Eddie Murphy's brother. Yeah. yeah. And I was, so I walk in this room, there's, you know, Charlie Murphy, there's Edwin, uh, 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 Rawlings and, uh, like all these like just major comedians and uh, their agent is there and she looks at me, her name's Michelle, and she looks at me, she goes, what do you do for a living? 
And I was like, oh, you know, I'm an oil and gas. You know, I have no idea. <laughs> I've been traveling the world. My dad put me in charge of a lot of countries and stuff at a very young age. And uh, she says, absolutely not. She gives me her card and she says, you need to be seen. She goes, and I'm going to tell you what, there's things that you learn with acting, with going to school, theater and everything else, but there's that it factor and you have it. She goes, when you walked in that room, there was not one face that didn't turn and look at you. You just have that aura, that energy, that thing. She was like, please come to New York. So to, 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 to fast forward the, the, the story, I end up going to New York to meet her, um, taking acting classes at night while I was working oil and gas during the day. And I fell in love with the craft. I fell in love with being somebody that for a moment that you, you you're were not. not, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, losing yeah. yourself in a, in a, in a person and being able to bring that life mm-hmm. and having people connect to that character. Mm-hmm. There was something so awesome about that moment. And so I started into the acting, which led to me into doing different types of additions and then getting called in to do a commercial for Telemundo. So Telemundo Houston, because I was living here. So I ended up doing a couple commercials. I get a phone call from Arturo Sobarso, one of my mentors, uh, rest in peace. And and Art uh, says to me, you know, we're, we're looking for a morning anchor. And, I, and of course, me being me, I was like, excuse me, I'm an actress. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, By the way, for those of you who can't it, see, she just flipped her hair back. <laughs> as, as if I've, you know, done some major like Hollywood movies or something, but I'm feeling like I'm an actress. And he goes, okay, so you're, you're an actress. Well, act the part. Oh, I like be, that. Yeah. yeah. He goes, you can't be an anchor? Act the part. I was like, ooh, okay. Well, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. So I go in, I audition. I end up getting hired on the spot. Um, and that led into this whole other world, which was, you know, television and then... Uh, Seven years after being in Telemundo as an anchor, I end up getting a phone call from CBS Radio, which is where I am today, now Odyssey. Um, but that's how they recruited me. And they said, you know, we we heard you're not with Telemundo anymore. What's going on? We'd love to have you on the morning show. And then again, I go, oh, I don't know anything about radio. I, yeah. I'm a television personality. What are you talking about? I'm an, <laughs> I'm an anchor, you know? I've been doing this acting job yeah, for, as this anchor. Like, for I have seven. no idea. So yeah, so I go in there and they said, no, we just want you to talk. And I go, I can do that. Shit, I've been talking for free all these years. You're going to pay me to fucking talk? Done. Where do I sign? And nine years later, here we are. So tell me this. Um, how did your dad feel about that transition? It was hard. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. So my dad, you know, sends me to the best private schools, best universities, best everything. In Grooming the world, you, you to know? take over the oil and gas. Correct. Like, yeah. and, and, and I was the baby. My, my older brother really didn't want anything to do with it. He was just yeah. kind of like nomading around the world, li- mm-hmm. you know, living in different places, kind of doing his own thing. My sister ended up graduating. She worked at a very good company in Boston um, and getting married at a very young age and starting her family and doing her thing. So the only one that was left was me. Yeah. So it was like so that you walk way. in the door and you're like, I'm yeah. going to be an actor, dad. Well, I, I did. I said, <laughs> I want to be an actress. And my dad goes, well, and, and, and I'm sorry, daddy, you know, if he, he hears, but he, he goes, well, that's a hobby, not a career. Ooh. And, and so I said, I'm going to prove him wrong. So I invite him to uh, a theater. And mind you, it was one of those free theaters, that right. places that you get around here. But it was a great opportunity for me to showcase my talent. Right. And so by the end of that performance, and I wish I'd remember which one it was because I did so many, but I wish I remember he came backstage with my mom and he had these flowers, you know, mm-hmm. and he had tears in his eyes. And I'd never seen my dad cry like that. And he goes, I'm so proud of you. I had no idea 
this is what you had in you. We support you 110%. Oh, that's amazing. So I leave the oil and gas. I'm still living with my parents at this point, and I'm taking jobs that were paying me $25 a day. You know, I'm yeah. working at 100 degree weather doing car infomercials. You know, the ones that you see on Saturday mornings or Sundays. At three o'clock when you can't yeah, sleep. Yeah, wet, right. And that was me. But that was me without people even knowing really where I came from right. because I didn't need the money or I didn't come from that. I was highly educated, but I was I really yearned for it and I was so hungry to learn and to experience. So I was building that resume to be where today I'm at and I don't know where I'm going to be, but to, to, to what I'm today, I knew it was going to take me there as long as I worked hard. That's awesome. So, And also being... Working hard is one thing, but being a female and ethnic yeah, and different cultures and language barriers. Mm-hmm. So you had to overcome a lot. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I, and I'm not going to lie. I think to this day, it's still um, a struggle uh, with the whole equal pay, mm-hmm. being a female, uh, being a minority. Yeah, we've talked about myself, that a few times. Yeah, yeah. where, where I'm, I'm having to work two or three times harder, harder. Yeah. to make people realize that I'm worth that I'm it, worth it. And, yeah. that, and that I'm here and that, yeah, I might not be, have, I might not have been born here, but you know, I have the mind and the intelligence and the, the, the passion for mm-hmm. what I do. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was a struggle. It still is. I feel like we still have a long ways to go Absolutely. as far as the industry goes, you know, with media, television. I mean, you hear it a lot in Hollywood where women are constantly trying to get that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. pay rate being equal to men and, mm-hmm. and it's still being seen in the industry, but I know that I'm putting my little grain of salt there where I'm yeah. saying, even you know, that I'm level of intelligence, you know, you could be a beautiful yeah. woman and Thank know you. what you're, you'll be great at your craft, but that intelligence, you still fight for that intelligence. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had a mentor tell me a long time ago, you know, I, I, at times you, you, um, maybe you don't believe in yourself as much as you should. And right. then maybe you're like a little uncertain and then you don't know what's, what, what's going on. And I remember this one mentor said to me, art, who's, who's the one that I had mentioned that had passed away. He said, you know, one thing is to be beautiful and sure your looks can open the door. Absolutely. But your talent mm-hmm. is what keeps you there. Mm-hmm. So he said, don't ever forget you've been in this business for 15 years. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about That's that. That's right. You know, and there's always going to be the younger version of you. And there's always going to be the prettier version of you. Uh, and there's oh, always wow. Be That's abs- so funny. My mom I remember in sixth grade, she said the same thing to me. Yeah. That she's like, there's always going to be someone prettier and someone smarter. Absolutely. But just be confident with yourself. Just be you. Yeah. If there's one piece of advice that I'd love to give to younger girls, and I'd love to, when when people write to me on social media, it's like, how did you get started? And I want to do that, you know, uh, just be authentic. Mm-hmm. Be true to you. Uh, stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. When no is no, it's no. When you think you need to fight for that, fight for that without thinking that, well, maybe I might lose my job. We need to stop being scared right. and yeah. start being united. Fear is, is, yes, is, fear is holding you back. We talked about that in one yeah. of our podcasts. That fear yeah. is holding yeah. women, but it's also holding some men back. But it's e- it is easier for men to a certain degree, but it, it fear does hold women back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if we were a little bit more united as women and we supported each other mm-hmm. without the the egos, the jealousy, mm-hmm. the cattiness, the cattiness behind insecurities, it, we would yeah. get so much further, which we are, you know, we're getting little by little, but I don't think that we need to, I, I think it's time for us to stand up with, you know, that even with the whole Me Too movement mm-hmm. and everything that was going on that we've experienced and we've seen through our, our you know, our, our years of, of being on this earth, 
we need to understand that we're special. Everybody's different. We all have our thing. And as soon as we find what, what makes us us and what makes us unique, that's where we need to shine. Yeah. Go run with it. Absolutely. Yeah. But find that. Go yeah. look for that for yeah, in, and you know, within yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, some people struggle, some people think, but there's nothing wrong to say that today, um, you know, I was a television personality or I was that and now today I'm a radio thing. There's a lot of facets mm-hmm. of who we are as women. And I think that's also something that I've been uh, constantly trying to put in. And y'all know with my social media, I've been Ooh. Very much criticized. And well, I think- recently it's a lot of Nikki, Nikki, Kevin, yeah. Bakey. Yeah, and you know what? And that's okay. <laughs> no, but that's okay. No, but tell us how that transition. Your, how do your parents feel about that too? Yeah, and well, yeah. one of the things that I love about my parents, and maybe it is about them being so international and so mm-hmm. open and yeah. so so much about that. Well, my dad me- just finally accepted me after well, 35 years, so that's well, great. Well, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> well, you know what's funny? But let me, let me go back with this. And it really comes down to being so lucky to be with the parents that I am. So I'm going to go back a little bit with, with my family, with my parents. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or message us at Give Me The Tip Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We want to hear from you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We can take it all. Listen every Thursday to enjoy the train wreck.